everybody. How's it going? I hope you are doing well this morning. We are in the final stage of the first part of the Pilgrim's Progress. Christian and Hopeful are the two pilgrims here in the current part of the story that we're in. And they're discussing this man ignorant that they were just with and then comparing him to this man. uh, Christian compares him to this man named Temporary. And it's a picture of of a type of person that exists in Scripture, uh, and a type of person that ex- that exists that can exist today um, in the uh, straight and narrow way. And so, Christian, we'll just pick up where we left off here. Christian saying, "Well, then, did you know about ten years ago one temporary in your parts who was a Ford man in religion then?" And Hopeful says, know him, yes, he dwelt in Graceless, a town about two miles off of Honesty. And uh, he dwelt next door to one Turnback. Christian says, right, he dwelt under the same roof with him. And while that man was much awakened once, I believe that he had some sight of his sins and of the wages that were due thereof, thereto. And Hopeful says, I am of your mind, for my house not being above three miles from him, he would oft times come to me, and that with many tears. Truly I pitied the man, and was not altogether without hope of him. But one may see it is not every one that cries, Lord, Lord. And Christian says, he told me once that he was resolved to go on pilgrimage as we go now. But all of a sudden, he grew acquainted with one saved self, and then he became a stranger to me. We have a note here from the author. He says uh, of this person's saved self, This generation greatly abounds among us. Those who are under this spirit are strangers to themselves, uh, to the truth of God's law, the promises of the gospel, and consequently are strangers to those who know themselves to be totally lost, who are dead to every hope of saving themselves, and who look only to and glory in the finished salvation of Jesus. As we're reminded in Amos chapter 3 and verse 3, uh, two cannot walk together except they be agreed. I believe that's the reference that's being made here. I just wanted to throw this in real quick. If you are watching the video, or I know some of some of you said you jump in for a little bit, um, but you're not able to watch the video. Um, the audio is available at thechristianpodcast.com. There's a link in the description. You can go there, download the audio, and listen to that um, on your own time. Uh, back into the story here. The This person of save self, uh, as, as the author uh, notes here, this is not an uncommon type of person. In fact, this type of person, excuse me, this type of person greatly abounds uh, in the in the type of people who uh, claim to know the name of Christ. And, and I say that because there's not as if, obviously, you can go into a lot of different places and you're not going to especially not here, you're not going to find many people who don't believe uh, in Jesus, believe that Jesus exists, believe that um, he is the Son of God. At least that's what they profess to believe. And and that's that what I'd, I'd say that'd be common in most places of the world. Even to this day, there's a ton of 
I've never been anywhere where um, at least there wasn't, if they didn't claim to profess to believe in him, they at least knew the name. Um, it's very uncommon. And th th although the, the places exist, um, and I have met people who had never heard the name Jesus Christ. Uh, most people have. Well, what's the difference? Why? And, and of those people who have heard the name, there's many of those who claim to believe in why won't they be saved, and what's the difference? Well, as as this man here, uh, they call him temporary. He understands that he's a sinner. He knows he needs the Lord, and he cries, Lord, Lord. But he decides that, you know what? I need to save myself. And and it's a conclusion that many people come to. And And by doing so, they separate or should separate uh, be separated from the people who know themselves to be truly and totally lost and are dead to any hope of saving themselves, as he notes here. Hopeful says, Now since we are talking about him, let us inquire into the reason of the sudden backsliding of him and such others. It may be very profitable, says Christian, but do you, you begin. Hopeful says, there's uh, four reasons, in my judgment, for this sudden backsliding. He says, number one, though the consciences of such men are awakened, yet their minds are not changed. Therefore, when the power of guilt weareth away, that which provoked them to be religious ceaseth. Therefore, wherefore, they naturally turn to their own course again. Even as we see the dog that is sick of what he hath eaten, so long as the sickness prevails, he vomits and casts up all. Not that he doth this of a free mind, if we may say a dog has a, has a mind, but because it troubleth his stomach, he vomits this. But now, when his sickness is over, and so his stomach is eased, his desires be not at all alienated from his vomit, he turns about and licks it up all. And so it is true, which is written, the dog is turned again to his own, uh, turned to his own vomit again. A reference, I believe. Uh, no, that's not a reference. It's only sit for. I believe I have the reference here in, in this one. Uh, what what is that? I know that's a proverb, a reference to Proverbs. Uh, no, it's it's Second uh, Peter, Second Peter two twenty two. The dog is turned to his own vomit again. Second Peter two twenty two. Thus I say, being hot for heaven, by virtue only of the sense and fear of the torments of hell, as their sense of hell and fears of damnation chill and cool, so their desires for heaven and salvation cool also. So then it comes to pass that when their guilt and fear are gone, their desires for heaven and happiness die, and they return to their course again. And this, as the author notes here, this is a true description of the state of some professors. Here, see the reason why so many saints, as they are called, fall away. From hence, some take occasion to deny the scriptural, soul-comforting doctrine of the certain per perseverance of God's saints into eternal glory. So while the, they display the pride of their own hearts and their ignorance of God's word, they make God's promises of no effect and the gospel of grace 
only. Much ado about nothing. Let me read that again because I think I might have had some emphasis on the wrong portions. There. He says, from hence some take occasion to deny scriptural soul-comforting doctrine of the certain perseverance of God's saints into, into eternal glory, which we know is a scriptural doctrine. And so while they display their pride of their own hearts and their ignorance of God's word, they make God's promises of no effect in the gospel of grace. That That's what they, they make of no effect. Um, the God's promises in the gospel of grace. And the only thing they do is this much, ab- much ado about nothing. Things that don't matter. All this talk and all this energy, all, all the conversation goes to things that really don't mean anything. Much ado about nothing. And so this is, um, forgive me, my allergies are still quite there. <laughs> There's four reasons that Hopeful's pointing out here that is a reason for this backsliding of, of these professors. Why do they backslide so suddenly? And he says, number one, mainly because they're getting right with God, if you will, or changing was excited by a fear, um, which wasn't a wrong fear, but it, it, that's all it was. And it stayed that way. And as soon as the fear wore away, as soon as the fear of hell went away, their love for God in heaven went away. And just like the dog, he didn't want to throw up necessarily, but he was sick and he threw it up because he didn't want it in his stomach anymore. And and that's this person who begins to fear and like, no, and they get rid of the sin in their life. And it's a form of repentance, but as, as the scriptures make it so plain, it's obviously not of God because it doesn't last. And uh, number two, another reason is that they have slavish fears that do overmaster them. I'm not sure what... Slavish means. I mean, I think of Slovakia or something, but Slavish fears. Let's see what that means. If you haven't listened before, I there's a lot of verses that I don't know. I'm sorry, not verses necessarily, but words that I don't know the meanings to. So I'll just stop and look them up before I keep going. So Slavish. Uh, oh, slave, slave. So that's slavish fear. Um. Another is they have slavish fears that do overmaster them. Slavish fear is the effect or consequence of guilt. It is the painful apprehension of merited uh, punishment. So they, I guess this is maybe um, when he talks about this, another reason they have slavish fears that overmaster them. Really, this is following this first reason that men suddenly uh, uh, backslide. And he says, I speak now of the fears that they have of men. For the fear of man bringeth a snare. And that's Proverbs 29, uh, verse 25. The fear of man bringeth a snare. So then, though they seem to be hot for heaven, so long as the flames of hell are about their ears, yet when that terror is a little over, they betake themselves to second thoughts, Namely, that it is good to be wise and not to run. For they know not what the hazard of losing all, or at least of bringing themselves into unavoidable and unnecessary troubles. And so they fall in with the world again. So this is not so much 
of a guilt that was inside, but uh, a fear that was brought about by just hearing about uh, these things. They hear it from other men, and as long as they're around other people who who remind them of hell and remind them of heaven, they, they're in the right place. But as soon as that goes away, they fall to the world again. These are... These are potential reasons why people backslide uh, very suddenly as soon as they um, come into this place of being a professor. Number three says, The shame that attends religion lies also a block in their way. They are proud and haughty, and religion in their eye is low and contemptible. Now, of course, when he's talking about religion here, he's he's referring to the... um, True religion, right? True religion, not necessarily the traditions of men. And he says, therefore, when they have lost their sense of hell and wrath to come, they return again to their former guilt. So another reason why is when they get into serving God and their life becomes all about Him and about helping people and living in a way that uh, shows love for God and shows love for a neighbor, that life is 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 really not a life that is something you can be proud of, if you will. It's it's a shameful or humili <coughs> It's a life that's accompanied that's just enabled and accompanied by humility. And finally, and I'll have to stop here because my allergies are going nuts right now. Uh, finally. <coughs> Guilt uh, and to meditate and to mediate terror are grievous to them. They like not to see their misery before they come into it. Though uh, perhaps the sight of it first, if they love that sight, might make them run and fly whither the righteous run and are safe. But because they do, and as I hinted before, even shun the thoughts of guilt and terror, therefore. When once they are rid of their awakenings about the terrors and wrath of God, they harden their hearts gladly and choose such ways as will harden them more and more. Wow. This is something that I think if if we can listen to honestly and and see, we know this is true. And and maybe you've seen yourself in, in, in one of these descriptions. I think there are, uh, there are a few people, and I listened to a message by Jonathan Edwards the other day, and the title of his message, or the title they had given it, was Why Sudden Conversions Are Often False. And he makes a case at the beginning, of course, there there are many who have sudden conversions. There are many who are converted and, and pass from death to life um, from awakening to to c- coming in the way and being a true believer, having true faith built on a true foundation, happens all very, very quickly. And there's many instances of that. But many times, they're as often, or Jonathan Edwards uh, offered that maybe more often, are those people who hear and and they're they're like these people that we just 
uh, looked at the description, they hear something, they're scared, and then so they change. But it wasn't built on a proper foundation. Their knowledge of God, Christ, themselves, and their sin uh, were not correct. Uh, they were ignorant. And instead of remaining on their knees and uh, continuing their seeking, they pacified the guilt, they did what they needed to do to make themselves feel better, and then boom, right back into doing what they were doing. And and it's not so much that God doesn't want them anymore, but they're hardening their own hearts because the guilt that comes regularly into their lives, the guilt, the fear, it's like, I don't like that. What is that? I, that that's not, and they hate this guilt that comes into their life. They don't like the fact that this could be me. And so... They, and as he, we, see, we see all lastly here that they'll choose to live in a way that allows them to continually har- to harden their heart. And that doesn't necessarily mean they go into sin. Uh, they continue living and, and being a part of this traditional man-made religion that allows them to uh, be free from that guilt and terror that every once in a while creeps into their life. And they say, oh, no, that's the devil. He, he's bringing that into my life. Uh, as I as I've argued and uh, offered so many other times before, for just for consideration, Satan wants destruction for, for us, and and if there's a state of being that he can keep us in, I don't think it would be one of um, concern about our relationship with God. He he'd want us to be ah, oh, don't worry about it. I, I've got that taken care of. Oh, the fear of God. Um, flee from the wrath to come now that that that's not for me and and causing us to to live in such a way where we we do not take seriously uh the fear godly fear fear that would if we would just listen to it and allow it to do what it's supposed to do would cause make us run to him and and run to the only one who can give us a true deliverance and i say that because i know that's been the case in my life um in the past, there's been this this guilt and terror comes in, and I I I didn't like it. And so instead of allowing it to do what it was supposed to do, what um, there's a guy that I watch on YouTube, and he says, you know, that fear is a good thing. If you're about to be thrown out of a plane, and you have a choice of using your arms or a parachute, well then use the parachute. And in this case, the fear of death is prompting you to make the right decision. But uh, so many times that fear that should be prompting us to run to Christ and, and run to his arms is is just put aside. No, I don't I, I don't want that fear in my life. I don't want that guilt. It's 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 from it's from Satan. And it's not that Satan can't bring those things as well. But this type of fear is always going to make us dry it's always going to drive us to him and be closer to him and to see ourselves for truly for who we are and and to tremble at the thought that the terrors and wrath of god are what we deserve uh, but his grace uh, is uh, and his grace is something that is exalted in our life but anyways on that note because i'm <laughs> like I said my allergies are just at another level this morning um, I'm going to go ahead and finish that. And then if you haven't seen, I also post the 
um, scripture verses. So when this is over and I upload this, whether you're listening to the podcast or watching this on YouTube or Facebook, um, if you look in the description, I also have the scripture verses that are referenced um, while I'm reading. So if you ever uh, hear anything that sounds like it might be related to scripture, um, specifically a, a quote, then I should have that um, listed as, as a verse. So anyways, uh, thanks again for uh, tuning in today, and I hope you guys have a, a great day. God bless, and I see, I'll see you, Lord willing.